Hissy, hissy, little snaky, slither on the floor. You be good to Morphin, or he'll nail you to the door. Well, good day, good evening, good night, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Black Cauldron. Janine is out here spitting out threats to us. <laughs> you gotta be careful now. If you understood she's feeling, that, she's you're a little that I guess this week, I mean, the first episode, she decided to be Snape. Now she's trying to be out here being morphing. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out there because I was seven. She wants to be Voldemort. about those Slytherin boys. About she, you know, what did she say? She's a Gryffindor? Hmm. Um, I gotta have a world with a song they had. <laughs> well, welcome to episode number 16. Uh, she's trying to speak out of mouth. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 16 of the Black Cauldron. We are back live in living colors. And we are here for the third installment, if I'm not mistaken, of the Half-Blood Prince book six. And before I go any further, let me introduce my co-hostesses with the most. We have Deb. Professor Deb, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Looking forward to continuing our discussion and... uh... You know, we've been thinking about a lot of the things that go on in this book. You see why it's taking us a, a minute to get through it, because it is so rich. And delicious. And Debbie, your son, and might I say, your son, and very crisp and delicious. Your son quality is coming through. I'm like, oh, this is a brand new Deb. A brand new Deb, a brand new mic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she's fancy now. <laughs> I know. She's, she's legit. She's legit. legit. I really am. I'm a real Watch out. You know, it's like when your professor got new glasses and they could really see what you're doing in class now, Deb is coming for us, Janina. She's coming for us. <laughs> and we have Janina from, from far in Ohio. How are you doing, Morphin? <laughs> you know what's crazy is that in the Caribbean, um, snake iconography is insane. They do not mess around with snakes. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's just like... It, it's one of those things like a snake is just like evil, you know. It's in it's 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 connected to dark wizardry, dark magic kind of element. I hate to use those terms, dark and black magic, etc. But it's connected to that sort of um um we would we would just use the term bad, you know, like they're dealing in bad, which means they're dealing in like the supernatural type of obia voodoo type thing though voodoo is a religion and obia is like a sort of a i don't want to say bastardization but a, a variant of those you know mixing you know when enslaved people came from africa they mixed christianity and the local native as well as some of the religion and all different kind of iconography but snakes became one of those things that just completely like evil and the interesting thing there are no poisonous snakes in the caribbean if i'm not mistaken but yet so if you see a snake it's not going to kill you okay <laughs> if you get bitten by a snake in the caribbean it would do you no harm at least i know in some most islands but yet it is when you see it i don't know if it's because of like folklore and just like the general hysteria you lose your mind like oh my god it's a snake and it's like it becomes like this you know what did you do and then a snake did this and it was it's just rather bizarre <laughs> and snakes are one of those like most misunderstood you know and generally a snake is only biting you because it's afraid of you <laughs> right 
Like, it's like, not trying to eat at you, man. But, you know, it is what it is. And, of course, you have reels. And I'm excited to get into this today's episode because we are going to deal with Dumbledore's lessons. We are about to find out. Dumbledore told Harry that he's going to take charge of his magical education. I don't want to say magical education because it's not really... He's going to be in charge of the lessons. It was a mistake to have Snape teach him occlumency, and no mention of occlumency ever comes up again, so no need to close his mind against Voldemort because Dumbledore, I think, at some point would say, oh, he would never try that again. So Harry is all excited, and so are his friends, excited to know what it is he's going to find out what is Dumbledore going to teach him and then come to find out Dumbledore is here showing him some memories I don't know if I was disappointed I know I was one but... of the things that I, I thought was interesting about the whole thing was um, Dumbledore's understanding of the relationship with with between Harry Ron and Hermione and he's because he he understands that that Harry's going to tell this mm-hmm. and he doesn't you know he knows that that so he may as well give his permission and say it's okay because he knows that he that Harry does need that he needs that community. Yeah, he needs and an outlet. He needs well, an outlet. He, he can't be cut off. You can't take him and and plus you can't take him and fill his head with this stuff and him not have some place to bounce it off. More peer peer to peer as opposed to just discussing it with with Dumbledore. And I think Dumbledore knows how smart Hermione is and she can help exactly. in the process. Exactly. I thought of, I looked at it quite differently though because Harry is very good at keeping secrets and lying. Yeah. Excellent. But, no, but, he but, is, he but is. this is a lot. I, I think that's that, not what but, I mean. But but, but I think I mean. Dumbledore no, no no I know what I you mean but I he, think Dumbledore Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's not that he doesn't think Harry couldn't keep it. He doesn't, he knows that Harry needs to be able to discuss it. He knows, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Harry can, Harry can keep a secret. Harry, Harry kept secrets from Dumbledore, although I wonder now that we know that, that what Dumbledore could do. Um, remember, it, it was a long time when Harry, did, in the second book, when Harry would go and talk to Dumbledore and he, he didn't tell Dumbledore what was really bothering him. Right. So he knows Harry will hold stuff. But I think my point was he knows Harry needs to have a place to help him process this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not that, he, not yeah, that he, he couldn't hold it. He, he, if, he, if he had told Harry, don't tell anybody, Harry, Harry wouldn't told have told anybody. Every, right, right. Because I think what Dumbledore said specifically to him is that you do them a great disservice by what you would do them a great disservice by not telling them, by not holding them in your confidence something to that effect so to me yeah, i, I think it was him. a matter of when harry asks if he's allowed to tell ron and hermione he says i believe that they have proven themselves trustworthy right so for me i, I thought i took it i took it not necessarily i didn't even consider the psychological impact of, of like you know he needed an outlet to sort of like say this to it tell this to but i mean I just took it as one of those things where just like, you know, Harry really has no one he talks to besides his two, right? In mm-hmm. many ways. His, his, mm-hmm. his, I mean, his his crew is tiny, right? He, right. He, he's cool with the others, but he ain't cool, cool with the others. <laughs> you know, kind of thing, like, <laughs> right. I mean, like, cool, and, cool, and, cool. And, 
Right, and they're not necessarily cool, cool with him either, because I mean, Seamus, Dean, and and Neville, in respect, barely know. They know Ron better than they know Harry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Harry is a very secretive and very um, to himself kind of character, a person. He speaks with the Weasley because he knows them. And, you know, I mean, everybody else that come in, he knows everybody. Oh, this girl is in year four. This girl is in my class, you know. And even Ron, to a certain extent, sort of knows people. But Harry is like, if Harry isn't talking to Ron and Hermione, he isn't talking to anybody. Maybe Hagrid. That's it. So I think, um, so I just took that to be that, you know, like, well, I know if you tell these people, your crew, this is it, right? And, and this crew, as you read a while ago, that they have owned the right because they never blab about anything. I mean, the, the things that they've seen and done with Harry, they don't. They haven't told us soul. Like, where is where are their outlet? You know, that whole trauma group, <laughs> that little group right there, is needs to have group therapy because the thing those three have done, sort of like together collectively so far in this book, is insane. So. I, I, I didn't. I didn't take. I, I didn't. I didn't take it. I, I. I see your point when you say you know the psychological sort of thing. That that makes complete sense to me now. But I think um, the 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 reason that they have been able to process it, and we know we know that there's a lot of stuff that's not been resolved, and there's a lot of they're going to carry a lot of baggage into adulthood. But the mm. the fact that they're mm. still standing in a way emotionally is because they have each other. Yeah. And it is because they, you know, and it'll be interesting when we talk a little bit in the next book about, um, you know, when they have a breach and they have had, you know, kind of fallings out, mostly Ron and Hermione. But I think it's really critical, especially when we move into this stage of things, because, you know, I guess you, the subtitle of this book is should be the shit done got serious now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. It's real. If you think things were serious at the end of book five, shit going real now. <laughs> right. It's going to get more serious now. It's going to get more serious now. So I think that um, it's really critical that, you know, he does have this group to process this with. And they're a good group. I mean, like he is, um, they have definitely, you know, they, they're a group that I, I think for the most part, they have, um, they have been through thick and thin, literally, in life or death situations at all. You know what I mean? And, and they, one thing I like is that they, they, they're genuinely... Um, concern about Harry and, and what's funny is that Hermione being a girl she's the one who naturally expresses this you know mm-hmm. so, right Ron is just like punching the arm hey buddy Ooh. you got you, you some things you say like you know Ooh, you never get in trouble Ooh, you just keep you get a boy who never dies basically you get off you get you get you know you get, get off all, all the time but yeah but harry is most relying upon these people it's funny that when harry is in the muggle world they are the leader he is dependent upon them in the muggle world for survival they send him food they send him letters they communicate with him but when he's in the magical world they depend on him for survival <laughs> which is kind of odd but 
but it's just one of those sort of like the symmetry or the the parallels between the sort of very Deb calls them the trio has a very interesting group dynamics and yeah. it's interesting so Dumbledore decides to do the lessons and we're going on a trip down memory lane and let me just say I think we've spoken about this these trip down memory lane they kind of I don't want to curse Janine that I curse too much in book five they messed <laughs> up they're really, really, really messed up on many, many different levels. Um, in some cases, in honestly, this thing, <laughs> this trip down memory lane is like watching an episode of the backstory in a forensic file. One of those type <laughs> of like, true crime travel. <laughs> it's like, oh. You just see all of this crazy building up, right? And right, like, exactly. Oh right? my because god, it's, it's all making it's sense just now. Drama, <laughs> right? I mean, particularly since I mean, in many ways, you haven't because you've seen Voldemort in, in somewhat. Voldemort has sort of been like elusive in the sort of in, in many respects. I mean, you saw him yeah. in book four. <laughs> You know, he's somewhat been in the background. You know, like this, it's well, I guess one of the great things about how you want to create a great villain is that you talk about all the villain and not necessarily show the villain, right? And when yeah. we've seen Voldemort, he's done some very peculiar and crazy thing. Cut off, stole his father's bones. He talks about killing his father. If he talk about, you know, I went to buy some ice cream and I killed father, just killed him, kill him, everybody, and whatever. You know, this sort of thing. You know, like he pets a snake. But it's just like, and you're like, well, he's evil. But then to go into his backstory, you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, because this is where we get to get to know him and know where he came from and know right. we get, this is the first real peek into Voldemort's mind of what he thinks magic should look like, what life should look like. You know, up until now, we've only ever seen present day Voldemort and what I don't I don't I don't moment. even think Voldemort is aware of half of the things the that Dumb Voldemort Dumbledore knows no 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 we I think Dumbledore says that 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 comes up when he um no, 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 when no. Harry asks if he can share the information that he learns during these lessons and Dumbledore tells him yes because I don't need Voldemort to know that I know as much as I do. No, 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 no. What I mean is that the information that Dumbledore is aware of, I don't even think that Voldemort is aware of this much information. About himself, you I mean? mean? About You mean himself. you think Dumbledore yes. means, knows more about Voldemort than Voldemort knows about himself? Yes. Well, that's, that's interesting. I don't know about that. But well, okay. I think I think he knows. Uh, and, 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 in, in particular, knows. this bit of the story, this bit of the story that we're about to come into the, the God, first lesson. In the God, the, the God family story. Well, the the right and and basically well, the intricacies of his of, of his of his um, parentage. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so let's get into it. We meet Bob Ogden, head of, head of magical law enforcement. I think it is right. And I'm just like, okay, Bob. Why are we out here wearing a house dress? Why are we doing this? Like, I am not sure what's happening here, but, you know, 
this is this is the kind of failing in my mind of the magical people. It's like you people are acting like some cave people. Like seriously, you're going out into the magical, into the human world, the muggle world, and you're trying to be as inconspicuous as possible to let the man dress up in a house dress because you're looking out and seeing other muggles and you don't see that and you see the man wearing a house dress like where you you are so bothered by how these people dress it cracks me up (laughs) because it's just a failure of like i don't don't know but it but but it speaks to a certain level of um if you if we if we have to take it as it is right take it as being fundamental to the magical world, right? It speaks to a certain level of failure of these people, a certain, a certain level of thinking, because there, we are well aware there is muggle resentment, right? That there is a general feeling of monks, magical people, that muggles are weak and inferior, whatever the case may be. But yet, muggles, magical people do not outnumber muggles, right? They're in a tiny minority. There's only one magical village in the whole of Britain. And we have been all up and down through Hogsmeade. It ain't that big. It ain't right. that big. It's like three shops and two bars and, <laughs> right? and a joke shop, probably. You know what I mean? And like a few houses. You know what I mean? Like at least Tom lives there. We've never seen any other, uh, nor any other people who live there. Madame Rothmuller probably lived there. And a shrieking shack. It's just not that big. And I'm just like, so in, in many respects, and many of the places that you have, have to go like the hospital and the ministry of magic it exists within the train it exists within modern day britain modern mm-hmm. day london so to, to me that you're just not that you can't figure out simple clothing dynamic whatever the case in particularly when you have magic at your disposal it speaks to a certain level of like i don't you, you, you can describe it as don't care but i mean like a certain like mentality or like a, a failure in just how they perceive human and when they, they speak about muggles, it's almost like they could just, it's almost like if they put it on, I don't want to necessarily put it this way, but it's almost like it's when a, a man is out here trying to be a woman and he's just thinking of putting on a wig and some lipstick and being like, woohoo, I'm a lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a sort of a mocking sort of a style. I, feel, I don't that, feel I'm like not it's Speaking mocking. of like transgender sort of situation. Right. But I think it's just it's this weird, like, you know, cosplay. It's I almost like a cosplay kind of a well, attitude where you. It seems to be portrayed in the book as sheer ignorance. Of, yeah, and it's I can't it's quite get it right. He says it's inexperienced. He said Harry knew this must be Ogden. He was the only person in sight. He was also wearing the strange assortment of clothes so often chosen by inexperienced wizards trying to look like muggles. In this case, a frock coat and spats over a striped one piece bathing costume. So, you know. We would know that that is not what you want to wear, but it's really, I, I don't think they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to put some muggle clothes on. I'm not really noticing all the various different types of clothing and, and appropriateness that the muggles choose their clothing for. Yeah. Like, this is the clothing for this time. This is the clothing for some other time. I'm just thinking it's muggle clothes. It's muggle clothes. Right, but all of it's muggle clothes. But that's what I'm talking about. It's the house dress off as the one piece right muggle clothes. Yes. I'm I'm wearing muggle clothes and therefore I'm a muggle now. You know what I mean? It's just like this lack of even it's not even it's not even just like ignorance, but it's just like it's not even a lack of even thought of applying this. It's like this is only for two hours. Let's go. Bathing suit, whatever this thing is, like, oh, this is muggle clothes. But in honor, like, oh, we're good. 
you know, oh, it's, well. it, it, it's just a thing, but you know, it's just maybe. I'm not bothered by it. Whatever. I think it's but funny. I guess it's anyway. <laughs> so we're in the house and um, we realized that um, the weird, I, you know, actually I was wrong. I was checking to see that it says that Harry was supposed to be the only possible besides Voldemort. I'm, I I kept thinking that there was a specific reference that said that in the there book, is, but I may have that up. There's one somewhere in, I, I honestly didn't look for it, but you're not, you're not imagining that there is something and I don't know if it's about Harry or if it's about Voldemort, but there is a reference to a time frame that someone has been the only parcel mouth since something. And I, but that's all. I've right. Got. You remember that, Deb? Oh. I don't remember where it was, and but and I think, but I think it was in reference to Voldemort. I thought so too. Um, I think it was in reference to Voldemort, but um, but this makes it untrue because I feel like it was. He was the only parcel mouth since Slytherin. But I don't think. No, these but no, we no. learned he, this, and it Harry makes it true. Harry, is it Harry seems to be the only parcel mouth since Voldemort. Is that what it is? Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is what we know as a reader from all, everything that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, but the reference that you're every, speaking to that's actually the reference in that the I'm books. not sure. In my mind, I thought it was. Salazar, Slytherin, then Voldemort. That's how I think I'm remembering it. But I can be dead wrong about it. That since Salazar, Slytherin, that this was a rare ability. But, but you know, it, it's highly likely, given the isolation of the Gaunt family, that people did not know about them and their ability to speak parcel tongue. Oh, that is true, because Ogden because didn't exactly, recognize what not was exactly happening. not wizarding society. True. Say, oh yeah, but the you don't forget about the Gaunts. Well, I don't think the anybody is any trying to have any conversations with the Gaunts. I mean, they have totally fought. I mean, you got the impression that this was a high, high, pure blood family, and now they've fallen onto the situation where that's all they have is that is that blood status. But you know what was so interesting for me as I was reading this was the amount of um. I was surprised at how Rowling was so detailed about certain things that all of a sudden this this chapter it yes. felt very mature and very adult. Like I was no longer reading a children's book. A child yes. just happened to be present because but, but, it, it it speaks of a certain thing where where she says you know um, that this is, speaks of a family where they had money you just mentioned and it was spent generations before before it got here and all these people they kept the same hearty attitude right but you know here was a piece of me they, they were is, living on a plot of land right oh, ahead, and, 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 and filth and 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 but do you know what I, I as detailed as this was i wanted to know more i don't mean that i don't mean that I, anything was left out but i was intrigued about I, the yeah. history of these about people these right people, yes even though it's it's very detailed, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with how much she gave us, but it did make me want to know more about them, because I, then I wanted to know, well, how in the world did that did did somebody even marry into that family enough to have children? I mean, did, <laughs> you know, I, well, I they think Dumbledore gives each us other. Dumbledore gives us a, a clue, right? right? Dumbledore speaks of inbreeding. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it says they keep marrying their cousins. Marrying their cousins. But they and did that. by them. I was intrigued. And I think because it was because this, is, this chapter was so well done. I didn't want it to end. I wanted to know. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I, in my mind, I, I made a whole backstory with these people. Because yeah. Yeah. historically, in, in the Caribbean, if I'm not mistaken, in the Bahamas specifically, um, when Christians were like Protestants were prosecuted in, in Europe, well, white people didn't just land at Plymouth Rock. They sort of went to the Caribbean as well. And, you know, the Bahamas have bazillions of islands. And people went on these islands and, you know, like and you had you have in the Caribbean descend white people basically not not like Creole in um like Louisiana where they're mixed and they remained white people and an observer went to one of these islands and met these people and just like oh my god everyone is his word mentally retarded just everybody has to be you just like everybody seems to be this is what happens with Cross um, this is inbreeding, basically. I hate to use that word when it comes to people, but this is what happened. So I imagine that these people, because I think someone, I think um, Tom Riddle says to his girlfriend that they, this we can't get rid of this plot of land. So in my imagination, the the Gaunts, uh, this family, or whoever they were before, own all of that land, and then eventually. They're spending it and they're wasting the money. They have to keep selling it and selling it and selling it and selling it and selling it. And then they come down to just being on this shack. And this is what happens to these people like that. And they, what was most scary to me, particularly as I was reading it now for this podcast, I was, I was in Maropi. Mm-hmm. They were sexually abusing Maropi. There's no, nobody can tell me anything else about that. That whole behavior because what else are we doing? <laughs> what, what no it's not a vivid it's not a wild imagination because these people have all of the classic symptoms of this classic signs of this situation they because they had no interest in they had no interest enough in Maropi ever leaving that house at all I think they didn't wait with it first the centaurs <laughs> the? The? first you have I can't. You have <laughs> centaurs um, um, abusing um, um, Dolores. You watch too True much record. Facts. Hashtag facts. Hashtag facts. But I mean, it, 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 that whole. I mean, I. That, I, I didn't even. Um, I didn't even necessarily like. I had already made up this story of what happened to these people in the past. Like, you know, like, you're right. I just realized, oh, you're right. Like, we didn't have nearly as much as I would love to have because I've seen people like this already. You, you know, in my mind, these people were so clear. And I kept thinking, oh, this ain't a children's book anymore. Nope, this is not for children. This is totally adult, adult. This Because this was real life. There was no magic here. You know what I mean? This is talking about humans and how... The, 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 um, the, the, the evilness, our, our vileness, our madness that's within human capacity, that's in the capacity of humans to do and create and make happen. Um, this guy, um, oh my God, Heart of Darkness, Joseph Conrad says, the belief in the supernatural is unnecessary. Man alone is capable of all manner of evil. And I oh, keep thinking no about question. that ever since, you know, I keep thinking about that when I think about these people, because these people were like, 
really violent. It's one of those things where Bob Ogden is one of those. Bob Ogden is almost in the place of like when people come to see Harry at the Dursleys and they're like, wait, what's wrong with these people? Like people are this, they, they are unsure about the violence and the madness that they're seeing. They can't even believe it, even though they're sitting in the presence of the nonsense. Right. Bob Ogden is just like, what? Like, like, it's just like, what do you, you're talking about my nose? Well, I never thought that she was probably sexually abused. I just figured they treated her like a fucking slave and probably beat her because she seemed to cower um, and be so unsure of herself in the presence of the father. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't take it there, Reels. I mean, but, I mean, I don't. Unlike Dolores, I don't rule this one out. I really, I don't rule it out either. I'm just, I am amazed because real. That you do not agree with me, on Dolores. Oh, I am disappointed. No, I well, just simply because I just don't think the centaurs would have been interested in Dolores personally. I really don't. They do have. They had more taste. They were more erudite. I don't know if they would have been interested in Dolores. Ever. The Gaunt family and their inbreeding. This is, I'm looking at what we actually see in the text. And what we see in the text is that these people have a history of inbreeding and, you know, kind of staying in their own, having their own um, little world, which would include having sexual relations with whoever was convenient because, and, and whoever they deemed to be pure blood like they were. And seeing as how they have cut themselves off from any other mm-hmm. society, um, magical or wizarding. Yeah, yeah, they've cut themselves off and that 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 doesn't seem to be far fetched to me, because and plus because these men, uh, Morphin and um, and 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 Gaunt, they seem to be living at a level like below, you know, Cro Magnum. <laughs> they seem to be living at some kind of baseline level. Oh, that, um, it's just. To where anything is possible. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. It's that whole scene where he points the wand at his own nose. Remember? Yes. <laughs> it's like his nose is running. I mean, these people are really, these people are base. These are people are base, base, base. What's <laughs> meaning of that word? So that uh, just you know, would be not out of keeping as far as I'm concerned. Because because their expectation of her was basically she lived to serve them. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. expectation, I mean, they had no, con- because you would see, because we know Marvel is a piece of work. He's horrible. And he's horrible to, 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 um, um, what's his name? Marvolo and, what's his name? What's this silly boy's name? The uncle. Ooh. Oh, oh, um, Morphin. Morphin. He's yeah. horrible to Morphin just the same. Yeah. But you would think, because if, if you have an abusive parent, right, generally, you would sort of, like, be allies with your siblings in some respect. You know, like, 
not for everything, you know, because you want to be the favorite. But he doesn't even think twice to sell in Maropia. And literally, I mean, it just, just, just how quickly um, Marvolo is attempting to literally choke the living daylights out of Maropi. Just like, <laughs> I mean, like. Listen, these people are foul. And they he are. doesn't know how to function. And about. I mean, like, he doesn't know how to function without Maropi being present. I mean, this is the kind of classic sign of like, he doesn't know how to do anything where this girl is basically she's picking up half of these people. They don't get they don't have any respect for her as a young lady. It's a small house. Where is she changing her clothes? In front of these two <laughs> lecherous old men. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean Ooh, like we wouldn't I mean think about this way. Would would you would you let your daughter anywhere close to these men just in just in passing? Not even to even look at this in passing the street. <laughs> Wouldn't you put your daughter on the inside of these men? Just be like the inside and the other side, like sweetie, you go on the other side, right? Like right. any kids, like this, 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 these people. Where is the mother? You know what I mean? Just like, just, just. But didn't how... she run off? I thought the mother ran off. Am I that remembering would, that wrong? Uh, that surprised me. I feel like it's we prob- don't know. It, it's probably, it's probably um, Marvolo's sister. She was just like, nope, not doing this, brother. And I mean, it, historically speaking. When people are um, justifying this, incestuous behavior is not as uncommon as we would like to think it is. And that no, is it's not one. at all. It's very no. common. It's not. In that's one. And two. World. And and in people who have this, this belief about basically, um, you know, like pure blood and maintaining within the royal, we we think of it in royal. I mean, like, look, we just had the Game of Thrones, and people were cheering for the twin. To be, be with each other. <laughs> People weren't horrified by the fact that, that a set of twins had three children together and they're out there talking about love and justice and be like, oh, I understand why he pushed Brian out the window. Sir, <laughs> like, what is this? Like, I did love. People sat down and really passed it and I was just like, yeah, this is okay. And they were like, oh, Daenerys and you know, like, and all of this thing, like, you know, there is really and truly a school of thought of this kind of behavior. And I mean, seriously, let's think of, um, I mean, we see it in historical sense and even within our real day life with the royal family. Mm-hmm. Meghan and Harry, uh, cousins, some a long way removed, but he didn't marry some girl by, by the way. He didn't. He didn't pick up right. a girl by the way. You know what I mean? And, and it's all with, with this idea of like keeping the purity because Look how quickly Morphin, look how quickly Morphin surveyed Bob Ackley, not by the clothing that he was wearing, which was an odd spectacle, right? Even for his features, he said, "I've seen that nose down in the village." Yep, mm-hmm. that was the that was the defining characteristic for him. You a that was whether blood. he could trust, <laughs> right? Not that not that so you're wearing a bathing suit <laughs> over <laughs> a house dress. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just like. That nose look a little funny. Okay, like, yeah, I've seen that down in the village. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. I even, I'm interested in anything you have to say. Um, but it's interesting so, so, that right in, the, right in that whole exchange, we see two horcruxes. Yeah. Um, we, see the, we see the ring and we see the locket. Yep. Right at that particular point. You know, we're we're kind of they're kind of kind of thrown out there, almost like throwaway. 
Yeah, nonchalantly just, nonchalantly. oh, look what I've got. We, we, we kind of know a little bit more about the ring. We kind of say, oh, that must be the same ring. Because right. we've seen that. We've seen it in Dumbledore's office, you know, cracked open or what have you. But the locket, we, you know, we haven't seen. Well, we saw it briefly, but we don't. In book five. In and you know that five. stuck with me forever, right? For some odd reason, the oh, locket really? in book five, it, it stuck with me. It, it stuck with, with me. me at all. And I was, and I think as I was, as I was reading this, we're going a bit ahead, but when they said, I'm just like, Harry, y'all have seen a locket before. And then Harry just like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't seen a locket before. Like, creature. Right. I was, because it was very odd to me, this thing. I know creature was holding on to thing, but jewelry at that, that point just seemed an odd thing when creature was holding on to it. It just seemed an odd thing because we weren't seeing jewelry around Grandma's place. Jewelry is not a thing that we see. It didn't at that point. I don't think we've seen we saw jewelry as being this thing that is valued in the magical world. No, but I don't think what it was seemed weird. to be valued was gold. No, no, no. To me, it wasn't necessarily weird. It. It, you just mean the fact that there was jewelry. Period. Right, it, okay. and it just stuck in my mind. That why that's so big. I mean, he was taking like vase and those kind of things, and like I'm just like, okay, it's an old big rich house. I expect to see China and whatever laying about, and that would be something he's trying to protect. But a locket that he was just like, wow. Like, I, mean, where, I, just, I would have expected, I would have expected to see other pieces of jewelry, and, and it was just just that, that that I saw, and I was just like, that's very odd, and it just stuck in my mind. So then when we later I guess I'm just like, wait a minute. Isn't that connected to like there was a locket before? And and I was like, oh, okay. Well, just like, I mean, I never, ever, we're so not here yet, but that's okay. This is what we do, right? (laughs) I never, um, I never realized that we knew who RAB is from the freaking ages ago. Yeah, I, I never that too, that was that, that, ever. That, that was another thing that stuck in my mind too. That was another thing that stuck in my mind. I it's remember like, going, sure. "Oh my gosh, I didn't know about this, his, who is this?" Yeah, I was just like, "Hmm, this was very because I was like, I think I mentioned it sometime. I was very, I don't know if we mentioned it on while we were recording or perhaps in our conversation, but the sequencing and how people speak about Regulus is dead." was very odd because the first time we know because I, I kept wondering if the family tree if it crosses out your name or something when you die if that how didn't they knew because i think when we first heard about regulus is dead sirius mentioned that there was some mystery surrounding it about the natural who did it and where it was etc etc right but let us sort of like go to the that he says that you know um he was sure that that he didn't think that Voldemort had done it himself that he thought right. that Regulus was not high up enough or not important enough to Voldemort mm-hmm. for him to do it but he would just have it done yeah but I, I I think perhaps to the extent that that I guess we would realize that Sirius didn't know how extent that he was because to exactly. me getting getting exactly. a dark mark meant that you were in the inner circle Right. You will, and I mean, to some extent, people will get in bits of information. They will not get in all of the information, as we discussed I think, um, in our first episode of this book, how the Death Eaters are constantly fighting for position. 
and trying to be like, oh, I'm the Dark Lord's favorite. Oh my God, that's so pathetic. But, you know, I guess I don't know how cults work. You know, I've never joined a cult, so I don't know, like, how important <laughs> it is to be the favorite. You know, oh, you have it? But, <laughs> I thought everyone oh, had done that. <laughs> but yeah, I think well, we'll talk about it when we when we we get to that point. But I do think um, Sirius may not have under. I don't think Sirius understood uh, the part that Regulus played. Right. He didn't. He didn't. I don't think he knew exactly how much of an because I think he was going mainly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was going mainly on information he was hearing in Azkaban. That's where he was getting the bulk of his information. And they too, those in Azkaban, are very much unaware of exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know just because not everyone knows exactly everything. I don't think any of them actually even pretty much understood what Horcruxes were or what was happening. Right? Because, uh, I mean, I mean, definitely Lucius wasn't even sure what it was. Definitely Lucius definitely didn't know. I would have that, I guess, to think maybe Bellatrix knew because... She was most scared about when they were in the, 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 the vault, when she assumed that they were in the vault before. Right. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, per se. Yeah, I mean, like, she could have also been getting mad mm. because she already saw what happened to Lucius. When Lucius lost something that belongs to the master, she was just like, uh-uh. Let me just make sure, you know, that these people haven't been, in, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the Black Lord is very slow to forgive, you know, and Lucius has been... Lucius has had a great come down, we would learn. <laughs> he has been, he's wandless, as a matter of fact. But anyway, yes. I mean, so we're in the 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 the, the gone shack. And I mean, like, whoo, talk about and we are and I was out here dogging the the, the um Weasleys to having a poor home. Like, why y'all have a poor okay. home? Like y'all have magic. I want you to yes. see that there you can go lower in the magical <laughs> you world. Can go lower. And these people all have wands too, reels. I know. Molly, Molly is using her her um her wand. She's doing scourgified. She's getting rid of some of the dirt and dust and stuff. But this crowd is reveling. She's keeping some animals. She's keeping some chickens. They don't care. The Gaunts don't care that they, they live in care. filth. But but they care. But I mean, Marvolo and Morphin, Marvolo particularly. The children seem to be whatever. Marvolo and actually Morphin too. They cared. About this heritage, that's all they cared about. That, yeah, but they don't care that, that they're they saw themselves. Filth. They saw themselves better than the Muggles and mm-hmm. also magical people because of their connection. And oddly enough, if I'm not mistaken, historically, of all of the Hogwarts founders, these people are the only descendants. That it, 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 you have the impression that um, Salazar Slytherin was the only one who had. Well, the children. I could have been like a brother. His brother had the children. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. only descendants down from whatever. Because we know Rowena Ravenclaw. I mean, that that line got wiped out. Um, we know nothing about Hilda Hufflepuff. She had a interest in. And we know nothing about Griffin, um, Godric Gryffindor. That he is a line just seemed so... It just seemed to be that, you know... Uh, Slytherin was the only one who had who I guess when he went away he had children because he disappeared and this is why and these people held on to this like it was manna from heaven basically they lived off of this this was their living 
testament to 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 the world. But they will just, I mean, Debbie will be in kind, but you know, I mean, they they will just, ooh. I, I don't even think they. Now, I think I, that I, may have been the appeal that when um when uh, um when Merope saw um a Tom go down the street. And she saw him go down the street, Tom Riddle Sr. go down the street, that she thought, because he was clean, and you know, <laughs> he, he, had, he had some clothes money. on. <laughs> he was clean and had cash. And you know, he was yeah. probably the source of the attraction. You clean, know, cleanliness, clothes, and cash. You know? <laughs> so she was like, you know, her head was turned immediately, mm. and then she goes to work on trying to make, you know, I'm, I'm going to make you love me type mode and uh you know i i personally don't understand why girlfriend didn't keep it up she knows how she got him <laughs> oh you can get him you gotta keep him right that exactly. rape date drug that rape date drug she Listen knew that she used the love potion to get him how does she think that she, i guess she figured oh i you know i just don't and then she got an attack of conscience and she's gonna stop using the the um well she was pregnant yeah, she but was pregnant. So I, I I assume at that point that she figured. I mean, this was when she I thought was. thought he'd hang out for the baby. She thought I, for sure I, he's gonna stay, stay for the baby. I was right. like, wait a minute, did this woman J.K. Rowling just wrote Marope made a date rape drug? Is this she implying this? A love because potion. She, oh, yeah, the love potion. The beauty of the book of Wives for Children. Is that this isn't stated that this is what happened. Dumbledore is left to infer this right. is what has happened. So it erases the trauma. People can make alternative theory, but we know, you know? I mean, I think somebody says one of the unfortunate things in the world is an ugly woman. And by all estimate, Maropi was not not a looker. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. I, I don't think she was not a looker. I just think she was just dirty. Like you know, some, oh, no, no, no. we hear over and over that she's ugly. I mean, you know, I just think the lady at the orphanage her. says so too. My well, mother said, unkempt. Uh -huh. she was unkempt. Yeah, my mother said, if you're an ugly girl, you need to keep clean and put some ribbon in your hair, you know, and have good manners. Stop. Good manners, she says, <laughs> you cannot be rude. If you're an ugly said. girl, you cannot be keep rude. A smile on your face. Keep a smile on your face. Oh See, I've, I've never heard this. You can't be ugly and be rude. No. You're too ugly to be this rude, people would Me say. Too, uh, person. Oh wow. If you know, so and I really I I, I, I felt I felt real sympathy for her in many ways, but it's it's one of those things with how women are treated in society, whatever the case may. This woman, you know, like the, I mean, basically what happened at the at the at the, at the gun shack was the shootout of the OK Corral. These these Malfin and Ag and Marvalo tried to take on the whole ministry. It was right. just like, y'all are not getting me. And when they they did they left the jewelry, they left the um the jewelry there. I, I think they left the, the, the locket and the ring and they got sent off to jail. I'm just like, I mean, I'm, I'm like six months. You literally yeah. try to kill the whole wizarding squad. And you get well, sick. remember they were going to take in um, uh, 
they were gonna take in Morphin anyway because he had attacked um Tom. He had attacked all these muggles. Well, he had repeated attacks. Right, right. Sounds like because that was how they could, you know, they they knew how that that that's how they knew to send someone to him because he was, you know, he was doing this. So he was already on the skids. He was, um, and and don't, and one of the other things that I said that, um, why I think that you know, there was some molestation is that Morphin attacked, um, Tom unprovoked when right. Tom was by himself. And Tom had not, Tom had no interaction with, 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 with um, Moropi. He didn't, he didn't even know the girl. No, he didn't, I mean, that the way in which he talked talked about them like he was like he just looked like they thought that was a shed basically not even that shack was a well, shed basically. But, the, but the issue was he didn't the he brother knew in a tom because he noticed that Maropi liked tom right and no conversation or whatever it was right but they're very much you know we're pure bloods you don't talk to muggles you don't interact with them, yeah, he sure would punish her, right? He would but go at her, but she wouldn't just go everybody. The of, but the object of her affection is that, but that was only thing that I thought was interesting. He was trying, he he said in his he said in Passamal, I bet she doesn't think he's cute anymore after I've done that, done this thing in Jinx or whatever he did to his face, mm-hmm. right? He was trying to make him uglier, uh, ugly basically. By all accounts, Tom Riddle seemed to be um cute. Uh, I think what what the woman said. Thank God he inherited the day. She was. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, somebody saying I was just like. But I think that was just that an kid. excuse for him to attack. I mean, you know, he wanted a reason to attack a muggle. Right, that's true. So he, you know, that was felt like, oh, this fell into my lap. I can, mm-hmm. I can, get her off. you know, I can show her that he's not so hot. And attack him and change the way he looks because I hate muggles. Period. Yeah. So this was a good opportunity for him to do that. I never thought it was a jealousy issue. I just really think yeah. they didn't like her at all. I don't know. I just, but I mean, I mean, it's open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought was um, so after she left, I was just like, oh, wait a minute, home girl. I mean, even Harry was just like, she married he? What? what? <laughs> right. And they ended up marrying Harry instead of just leaving. Well, that's because she was so ugly. People less likely to camp. No, listen, let's 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 be real. Stop being politically correct. The woman was ugly. And that's why everyone is so super surprised that she ended up with Tom Riddle because he's he's good looking, he's charming. We can call it unkempt, we can call it dirty, but honestly, we hear over and over again that she's ugly. We hear that. I mean, she says, Oh, I hope the baby looks like him. She knows that she's not attractive. And when the woman at the orphanage um says, you know, she wished that her one of her dying wishes was that the baby looked like the father and she goes I must say she wasn't wrong to wish it I mean we hear that she's ugly she's ugly let's just it's not nice it's not nice but it's true and that's what's meant to be portrayed in this is that look this bitch I, I, ugly 
I ain't, I ain't gonna speak on Maropi's um, looks because I ain't I didn't see her. I don't know what's what, right? And I'm not gonna trust. Made. And I'm I'm not necessarily going to trust the lady, um, the well, head of the orphanage when she's knocking back gin. She's knocking that gin like it's a fresh glass of water. Okay, I ain't about. But to Harry says things. it too. Harry but, says it. But what I am saying is, well, all I'm going to say is that Maropi created Rohit now. We <laughs> should be trying to talk about the cute being this is love potion, but it's some straight up Rohit now. It's a date rape drug. It is a straight up date rape drug. There's no such thing as a love potion. It's a date rape drug. And Maropi. That is the muggle, not in the magical world. I'm sorry. A rape is still rape. Sexual assault is still sexual assault. Because. One of the interesting things that happens is the, the aftermath of this situation. Tom Riddle never marries again. He never marries. He never has any other children. He Do doesn't go really back to this girl. Do you really know that to be true? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. Back in okay. with his he never leaves that yeah. house. He never leaves that well, house. he's cursed. He's scared. He says he spoke of what, hood, being hoodwinked. And I mean, because that was a major come down for the... Because I mean, they left the little, little whinging, uh, hinging, not little whinging, li- little haggleton in spectacular fashion. You know, Maropi got her best dress on, if whatever that could be. And she made a whole spectacular scene of that whole going off with Tom Riddle. I mean, it was mad because the whole village knew. The whole village. Maropi didn't run away with Tom Riddle in, in, in secrecy at the dead of night. <laughs> they, no, no, she didn't. Everybody knew, and then he came back like several months later and saying he has been hoodwinked. Who would believe him? And then she, because we know that she told him I was pregnant, and he was just like, Girl, bye. What have you done? I mean, this is the trauma of being raped. If, if this story was said in the other way around of a man doing this to a woman, we would have said immediately, This is rape. No question. It would have. It would have it would have hit differently. Well, I don't think yeah. we're meant to think that someone using a love potion is rape. But it is what it is, though, Janina. <laughs> I guess so. It is what it is. I mean, there's no other way of describing it. We have seen the effect of like what um when what's the R- Romilda? I think her name is yeah. this girl Romilda was trying Vane. to give Harry Vane was trying to give Harry a love potion uh-huh. and I, and all here trying to punch somebody in the face trying to fight <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but you know, how dare the, you talk the, about the initiators of these love potions are all have all been female in these books. Yeah, the, always. It's always been a, and I think it's kind of almost like a stand-in for their lack of power and their lack of real agency as sexual beings. Like you have to trick somebody because you can't, if as a female, you can't, oh, you can't just state what you want and what you'd like to see happen. Um, You know, you just, you can't take that risk, A, being female, because then you're gonna, if it doesn't work out in the way you want it, then you're held in really low esteem. You'll be a scarlet woman. 
you'll be a scarlet woman and all. But if if you reach out and you tell a guy that you like him, and then that's re- then that's rejected, then you're also scorned for being, you know, like you weren't good enough, and you're, you weren't this guy didn't want you, and you've been rejected. So any way you look at it. So the, the 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 love potion becomes the only way if you're a female and if you see a guy that you that you want that you can have make that you can have something to say about it happening. But this is what I don't understand. I mean, like if we're gonna get into the politics of a love potion, just, I mean, statistically, we know who are here passing our love potions. And oh yeah, love potion s. But, type but drug have been men. Have been men. We're not supposed to see it as a rape drug. We're supposed. Oh, to I. I mean, I get. Supposed to see it as something that that powerless people do to turn events into, you know, to swing events into the direction that they want to see. I don't. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and that makes, you know, that makes sense and all. But I, I'm just not sure if I, I, I am comfortable with that idea per se in this magic in this context because uh, because I'm seeing so many strong female characters that women are on, on there isn't a you know thing single job I mean I, I get what you said <clears throat> but there isn't a single job I think perhaps that has happened here that I have seen where a woman historically in their own history has not occupied that position I don't think head this is anything more head than, of my, this is nothing more than this is a magical world and we associate love potions with magic on in every kind of magic story somewhere there is a love potion even if it's not actively being used there's a love potion so i think that this just had to be worked in and in this in we see it we see it a couple of different places and this part of it, it's very, very naughty, and it's mean, and it's ugly, and it, you know, it's a complete misuse. Girl, this when is a, but, 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 but Janina, there is no other use for it. No, I know, but again, this is a story. It's a story, and we associate love potions with magic stories. So it would be weird for it to not be here. And this is the dark side of the story. When Ron, and or not Ron, when Fred and George are selling the love potions for fun in, in their shop, you know, we are not as offended. I'm just saying. Mm, I, I, I mean, to me, I was, I was just like, mm, I don't know what this love potions are because in many ways, because I would say this in the stories that you're thinking about where love potion has happened, they haven't had problematic consequences, right? It's often two beautiful people who are just trying to shift fate in their own direction. If one mistakenly falls for someone else, that might be corrected by the end of the movie in the story. Uh, something that, I mean, uh, in the case of one of the more, I mean, famous um, artistic um, endeavors of use of a love potion, I'm thinking of um, the story of Tristan and Isolde, where, you know, like they die in the end and the wrong, she was supposed to marry some other guy and then. There was this beautiful song at the end, love that, you know, nobody gets, nobody wins, they die in love, love wins, conquer all, whatever the case may be. But this story with Love Potion, it is most problematic because as a result of the use of this Love Potion, 
what we do learn is that quote unquote Satan spawn has been has been well and I think that's why created. it's here. I think it's important. I think it I think it's meant to be dark because this is the dark part. This is Voldemort's story. This is essentially how he comes to be. He comes from a place of ugliness. Yeah, he just, he, Voldemort is obviously not conceived in, you know, where two people love each other in oh, a mutual. Love. And this is why this is why I said that this is rape. And and you know, she is she is desperate to for some kind of love and affection. So, so she has to go out and, and manufacture it um, through the use of magic. And then, you know, so she, so she, until she figures, oh, surely he won't leave me now and I'll stop using it. And mm-hmm. boyfriend is like, I'm out of here. And so, you know, it's, this is obviously a, a child that was not conceived in love. And so, you know, even if if Maropi thinks that she was lo- she loved Tom Riddle Senior, she it was more of an obsession. It was more desperation. She didn't even know him. I mean, and, and we also find out that from Dumbledore, you know, she doesn't even when he leaves, she doesn't use her powers anymore. Right. Right. She's brokenhearted. She really thought that because she was pregnant, he was going to love her and that they could be a real family. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think that the, 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 the way in which she has seen magic is it, it, it didn't, it, there was no um, where she's, we haven't seen any instance where she's actually using magical powers, right? Like she's never done magic in front of us. We know potion and making doesn't necessarily she's mean done magical. Ma- she's done magic gone wrong. We have seen it, but no, she doesn't perform it well. She no, doesn't no, no. in the house. She makes stuff fly across the room. Or, or and she then, tries to fix the thing, or she's nervous, or whatever the case is. She's can be. nervous, and it doesn't work. So we know that she has magic ability. We know that. But we always see it going array. And then Dumbledore, I believe, yeah, it's Dumbledore who says, I believe that once she got away from the abuse of her family, she was able to use her, her powers properly. But, no, what am I saying? So this is what I'm talking about. This is the trauma. and But this is the thing that upsets me about the book in many ways, is that it's this particular thing. You created this, you, you use this love potion to show this beginning of this traumatic, situation or the tragedy or uh, speak to the 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 the, the trauma or the, the the um the sins of the first generation of the generation will visit this second and the third generation sort of like um, um parallel and you then continue to treat love potion like it's a benign um thing like it's nothing and not even harry with his awareness of information he treats love potion just like it's love potion Right, like he treats it like, oh my god, this is just a joke thing. Like, oh my god, it might be a little giggle, it might be a little float. But this is what I'm talking about. This is because she was traumatized by the whole experience, just the same. Not just Tom Riddle was traumatized. She was traumatized by this thing that she didn't live. Uh, she didn't. She just shut down magic. And we, and we know this can happen. We see this happen again later on. Her magic just completely shut down, and she just gave up our will to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her child. Well, she well, basically, in many instances, she rejected this child. She has rejected this child, and this is why, for a long time, Tom Riddle, Voldemort, 
didn't he believe that the, the child when she died right after he was born. Well, I do well, think well, she, you know, like some, she certainly she died of heartbreak. Yeah, I think she. But she well, the heartbreak, heartbreak because I mean, at this, I mean, at this point, the child is too long. It's, it's, <clears> I, I, <throat> I presume that when she tells Tom Riddle that she's pregnant, it's too far along for them to do anything about it, for them to quote unquote fix the problem, right? So she's like visibly pregnant. She has to be because she can't trick him and be like, I'm pregnant and showing him a flat stomach. He's going to be like, I don't believe you. She has to show him a visible baby bump. And he was just like, girl, I'm out of here. Whatever. This is disgusting. I mean, I can't even begin the horrible things that he had said. He says to her when he comes out of his um, thought process of, of, you know, this clouded veil. And in many ways, and Love Potion happens again in one of the other sideshows. The, um, what's the, um, the one with the animals that the other series that sh- she created for just movie. Um, oh, Fantastic Beast, Fantastic Beast, whatever. One of the characters put another character on that Love Potion. And the, I forget what the main character name, he, Scamandre. He questions her, just like, what are you doing? This is not okay to have done this to this man. And it's it's, it's a thing that I think, you know, people, we don't see Love Potion. I know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, how Love Potion is realistic. But in essence, a Love Potion is nothing other than a date rape drug. You are putting someone to do something sexual or flirtatious or romantic, erratic, against their will and knowledge. And we see that this has disastrous consequences there. You literally created a child, and a child who would have been perfectly normal in many ways, or what we would determine to be normal, but he grew up rejecting his mother from the very beginning. Because he assuming, he says to Dumbledore when he meets him, oh, my mother couldn't have been the witch, because she would have done something to save, she would, she would have lived. And she immediately puts it on to the man. It is the man who runs away and leaves me. And it's the man who is the trash. But that has more to do with that had that has a lot of other meaning in there. When Dumbledore says it it couldn't have been my mom who was magical because no, she Voldemort said this. Or Voldemort, Voldemort yeah. says this. When yeah. when he's talking to Dumbledore because she wouldn't have died. He already has these this tells us that he already has these preconceived notions about magic being able to defy death. That's all that is. I don't think it's anything more than that. That sets up the story. That that sets up Voldemort going after the Horcruxes. When he, I I think that's very. Oh, I hadn't. I see what you're saying. I actually, that's a very interesting point. A very good point, I would say, because I had not have considered. I didn't even consider it that way. I just took it. I've to never mean thought it was anything more than that ever. I, I when I you know look at it that way at all. That he was that he was this was one of his first idea of magic being able to use magic to defy death. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. What did okay. you think, Deb? Yeah, I, I think so, and I think because he already it wasn't he didn't have a he didn't have the vocabulary for it until Dumbledore came to the orphanage, but yeah. he he had some some powers. And I think he saw himself using those powers to, you know, to live forever or to do something really 
that had never been done before. So I think that once he has the vocabulary for it, that's when he starts on that quest. But I don't think it was just because, oh, my mother, you know, I think it was because he really had an idea about what magic could do. Right. And he did, because remember, that was the conversation he's having with Dumbledore. He wants to know who, where, how did this happen? You know, when he finds out that he's a wizard, he wants to know who, who gave me this? Where did this come from? And immediately assumes that it could not possibly have been his mother because she died. I mean, I, yeah, we are so not having the conversation we thought we were going to have. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is an excellent conversation because I can, because I I actually, I'm I'm literally learning something. I didn't put put it that way at all. But I just looked at it being that, you know, here he was surrounded by debt in essence, right? All of every one of these children who is in the room and in the orphanage are there because either their parents rejected them or their parents have died and nobody they have nowhere else to go and nobody wants them uh generally we know how difficult it is to arrange adoption for um, um older children mm-hmm. and clearly he was an odd baby according to the woman so you know no one is kind of snatching him up right but well, we, have to, we have to also remember that his mother gave birth to him in the orphanage so that nobody knows anything about the father no one at all knows while you know in the orphanage like the the you know what i in my head i want to call her miss hannigan because all i can think of is annie (laughs) (laughs) but actually we do know actually i am she doesn't know about that they would have gone on but i'm assuming had his name Thomas Riddle. Yeah, Thomas the mother said, no, the mom, but the mom says before she dies, this should be his name. This yeah. is my family. This is his father's family. That's all they know. That's all they know. But, so that's, but that's all my point about, but, but this is, but this is the point I'm, I'm speaking about in terms of, um, I'm sure that I, I'm thinking that maybe somebody may have gone and looked for Tom Riddle and he was just like, nope, don't know. That's not me. Well, you got to stop doing this. (laughs) No, because I mean, I mean, we do have that information, right? We do have this information that Tom Riddle never looked back. Tom Riddle Sr. never looked back. We do, but we we don't have any information telling us that that the orphanage knows anything other than a name about Voldemort's father. Well, they said that no one ever came by. No one never came by at all because they do have this information they do have the name Maropi says that he is to be named after his Tom for his father and Marvolo for her father and Riddle being clearly his daddy's last name and then she died so there is some sort of information or whatever she's a strange girl that dies within the night there's going to be some level of police inquiry well I don't well then again how people treat women and whatever the case I mean there would have been some sort of like really because a strange woman I doubt uh-huh. at I an doubt. orphanage. No way. I doubt it. Who has the? the listen, you you got a little bit of money to try and feed and clothe these people. There's no money out there for investigating, and we no. certainly are well be well before there is a. You could Google it. So there is <laughs> not going to be any investigation. It's going to be just this woman who knows this, these strange details 
about this little boy and nothing else. And Miss Hannigan, whatever her name is, also tells us that this isn't the first person who just comes in and has a baby. Right, and right, right, right. This is common practice. Right. Because it's not exactly, um, you know, young women who are and find themselves in that situation, they have nowhere else to go other than, other than settings like this. And even Dumbledore doesn't even know anything, uh, looks or anything, until he has reason to be suspicious of, um, a real reason to be suspicious of Tom later right. on. In, uh, so yeah. He goes so, back and so I think his memories. Yeah, right. I think I think after the death, I think after Tom goes and murders his family, his paternal family that we see. Do you notice how many lineage have been wiped out in Voldemort? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's gone. We all need to be pure bloods, right? <laughs> and, he's you know not even, I mean? and he's not even one. And he's not even pure blood. He's, He's not, not even blood. a pure blood. Which has always yeah. been one of my favorite ironies of this whole thing. Is that he's not even one. And he bombastically tells his followers this. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's join this man and just be fighting for pure blood. Like, um, boo, no, 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 uh-uh. This is not the bandwagon I'm getting on. Like, he right. can't even, by his own metric, he can't even even be on the bandwagon. Right. If he, <laughs> he can't even be right. here. He can't even be, he can't, he couldn't even be a death eater if he wasn't in charge of it. Because exactly. they be looking for the pure bloods. So but, but, you know, but this but this is like American this is like American um rules, right? You can be a president and not be a citizen if you were here at the time of the signing of this document. But future generations, yeah, you gotta be born born here. That's it. And no it's idea. So, we're gonna question that. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I started the organization, I set the rules. I as the president, yeah, we whatever. That's right. You know. But um, this, this I would say um, we're getting the signal from Janina to wrap it up. Uh, but I, but I think this is this this was really important because you know we really do need to really tease out everything we can about Voldemort because yes. he is so because he is it I mean that that confrontation between the he and Harry is the reason for being here and and the series so I think it was a good discussion to have and then we, we only just started it yes. <laughs> And what and what is interesting is that very rarely in 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 lore do you get such specific right. details about right. villainous characters. That's right. Um, in fact, we we know more about Voldemort's details at this point than we know about Harry's actual details about his past. True. Um, right. Right. In in many well, ways, and I hadn't considered. I, I don't. I don't know whether it is. I don't know if it's a matter of like I don't know if J.K. Rowling is trying to I think in many ways she's trying to point us to a sort of human humanity of Voldemort or uh, his humanness or uh, when he was human when well, yeah, so often so. he is seen the question as so. to whether or not he's I, human I think it always he, comes up well I right? think it's more about the roots of evil yeah, and, and we get to watch him evolve into what he has become. Like, right. we actually get to see almost every step. There's only a certain, um, well, there's, which we'll get to it next time, but 
you know, there's a period of time where he says, this is the last memory I have of the young Tom Riddle. And I can't get anybody really to talk about him as an adult, but we really get to see almost every step of transformation. And, you know, but also remember Harry is a little, as a character and as a trope, Harry is, is a little bit of every man. He is not even in a lot of he is distinguished, but mostly his distinguished his distinction is because of his relationship to Voldemort. Right. So right. yes, he is the hero. Yes, he is the guy who's got he's the boy who lived. He's the one who has to uh, only one can live while the other one dies. All of that's true, but it's all really centered around his relationship vis-a-vis what happened. In little in, in Godric Hollow. Yeah. So it only makes sense though that we would be more interested um, in the what makes somebody um, your two, two two boys who were orphaned. Mm-hmm. What makes one of them into the world's worst monster, and who what makes the other one into the, the only person that can vanquish him? So um, that reminds the, me of like what every mother. Every mother has always said, every mother has said, I don't know how they're so different. I raised them the same, right? You, right. <laughs> it's like you come from the same place, almost, even though Harry and Voldemort clearly were siblings. But that whole. What call, kind of consider, I think someone, some writer called them the lost boys. Harry, well, Voldemort, we, no, Snape. We, we, we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, we did. Not some writer, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but there, there, there have been writers who have written essays oh, okay, okay, okay. about the three of them as the as the kind of the the cogs and well, all story. of the boys. Most of the boys actually, mm-hmm. most of the boys: Lupin, Sirius, um, Voldemort, mm-hmm. um, right. Dumbledore, Dumbledore's brother. Um, just all, all of these boys in and. Just so next time, as much as I hated that Draco Malfoy, just how all of these people, they, it, it's 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 um, I think one of the things that connects all of these people into a certain extent, it's how there is a past that is constantly wearing on these people, weighing on these people, yeah. these characters, yes. that mm-hmm. these people just never there is an obsession with the past for some of them, like Voldemort, like he's trying to obsess and understand his um line or uh, connection to the past of what he imagined to be a great past because Voldemort is sensing within himself I am a great I am greatness uh, and this needs to be explained and maybe that is his though J.K. Rowling doesn't do it explicitly that might be the, his obsession with pure bloodness he's playing up that aspect of yeah. him his I, I want, I'm going to make a note of that, that because I really like to pursue, I'd like to pursue that idea that Voldemort really believes he's as great as all of that. So I'm going to put a point. But I think he has to be. I, I, I think he must. Because first of all, there's a certain level of grandeur. Yeah, I mean, but we, we get into that later on. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think when Dumbledore meets him immediately and Harry, Harry says it too. <clears throat> I mean, there is the question of one. Harry says, oh, wow. He believed it more quicker than I did. Right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. believe anything. And, and in fact, it, it sort of explained um, it explained the art thing that was happening to Harry. 
but Harry doesn't even immediately try to perform magic, <laughs> like right then and there, right? Let me do, let me do something magical, right? It could be my well, imagination. Voldemort's been performing magic for quite some time. He didn't have Dumbledore. a vocabulary for it. He didn't yeah. know what he was Vol- doing. Voldemort, Voldemort didn't even have to question about the things that he is doing, per se, because he is, and what Dumbledore astutely notes, he's just said, he has control over wandless magic at 10, 11. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And he's doing, and he's performing magic that we know as big adults if I want to. can't even do. You know what I mean? That they can't even do half of this that he's doing. And everyone who's taught him comments on the fact that this boy was absolutely spectacular in everything that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and we know how and we know how we've seen magical education. For you to be good, you have to be doing the extra work out there. Hermione. But I mean I, I think he has to think he's great because he assumes that he alone figure out um the secrets of the school, um, the chamber of secret and the hidden um the room where hidden things. I mean, so there's a certain level of cockiness. I mean, the protection he puts over the cave and all of that. I think he really thinks he is really great. I mean, it's it's why um, you might be right, and maybe that's why he's so puzzled as to why he can't defeat Harry. Maybe that's why he's so I mean, I, I, he's, I, oh, he's so um, like he really can't understand why Harry keeps slipping out of his grasp. Because I I think more so than because he's obsessed even with um we see this in book one where everyone asked the question of like the baby stopped him lily and james were really good the pruitts were really good you know what i mean like they were prodigious and he got rid of them and the baby stopped him and then you have even in book two the the um the the ghost of him, the, the Horcrux says, I have been intrigued by you. That how you, what seemed like a, a minuscule boy, basically, can stop me. You know what I mean? Like he, he, Even at that age, 16-year-old Riddle is already like, oh, what? And in the graveyard in book four, when the connection happens, what Voldemort tells his followers is do nothing. Because He's he doesn't... He, this this thing has happened. He doesn't know how to explain it, and it cannot be that one. He didn't think because what he tell his dead eaters not to kill Harry. That might be in the book. I think him. I don't know. No, no. He says stun him if you have to. Right. He doesn't say kill him because he he wants to be this. You know, because all his obsession has always been. I mean, like you keep getting away, and and he tells yeah. all his followers, yeah, so, do not I- kill Harry. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking I'm coming around to your way of thinking because he that's probably his feelings of that he has achieved everything and that he is the ultimate and he's probably is like I can't believe this boy keeps getting kept keeps slipping away. So maybe he does feel that he is the greatest and he's just got to get a hold of Harry so he can cuz he keeps that one little niggling doubt. Right. So I think that our I think there are lots of things that point to that. I think that he says it. Um, some of the Death Eaters say it. Says so it yeah. That that can be our homework for yes. next time. Go through and find those things that Voldemort says or does, or that we learn about him during this time where we, um, Harry I and I think we would see a lot of. I think we see a lot of this in this book. 
and even actually his conversation. But once once you once you have this information and you see and we start to talk about it, I I'm absolutely one hundred percent positive we can go backwards and find even more. So let's do that. It'll be fun. one and it's one and you have to think of this i think a good way of what would i think would help our way of thinking and seeing a lot of this thing it's how he behaves in regards to dumbledore who is allegedly the greatest wizard of our time right yes how everyone sees that the name of dumbledore how he acts when that confrontation it's the conversation that they're having during the fight in the ministry of magic Mm -hmm. which is so compelling because dumbledore um, Voldemort immediately thinks that Voldemort Dumbledore is going to kill him. So he conjures the shield. And, and Dumbledore says, Voldemort says, you know, killing you, you're not going to, it's beneath me. It's beneath you to kill me. And Voldemort Dumbledore just like, oh, I don't have to kill you to destroy you. You know, like he's been, he understands, because Dumbledore already understands the complexities of what is happening here. Right. He knows what the pieces are, whatever it is to me. So I think that, that, that you would see how much because remember, it is the one guy he doesn't seek a fight with, Dumbledore. He doesn't right. dare. He, he doesn't dare no. protect Dumbledore. He, that is, Not is the, you know, that is that thing. Yeah. But, you know, this is exciting time. Here we are going into the mind of a killer. <laughs> Your favorite yes. place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I, I mean, this is not a true crime drama. But a, a psychopathic serial killer. Uh, well, I mean, he, he is all of that, you know, and killing babies, and but, but this this is um this is really fascinating um stuff, and we you know we just come and then we still have to the excitement of what's going on in actual Hogwarts, you know. <laughs> Here we are. Hey, we'll get there. We're just taking the history. We're taking our We are taking the scenic route, and it is fine. So next time, you know, next time maybe we will actually talk about all the memories. Then <laughs> um, the memories, you mean what's happening at the school, you mean? No, I mean, we talked That's about one memory between that Dumbledore shares with Harry. We've got a long way to go. Oh, so, we actually touched on the second one anyway. Cut it out. <laughs> next time. Hannigan? Yes. Miss Hannigan was in this first memory. Okay. <laughs> all right. Our actual homework should be. What is Miss Hannigan's real name? But that's yeah. <laughs> what is Miss Hannigan's real name? So, so, ladies, this has been awesome as always. Um, uh, like, I think we're probably gonna have another discussion in the week. So, look out, listeners, you're gonna get like, like you're gonna be inundated. You're gonna get a pack of podcasts instead of a pack, pack of, of, of all. Say that five <laughs> times. That's right. <laughs> A pack of Potter podcasts, the Black Hawk. Say it once. Oh, Jesus. I know. I know. I'm a mess. I'm hungry. (laughs) So, until next time. Oh, wait. One more thing. Mm -hmm. We are um, not quite yet, but very, very soon going to be on a new platform. We will be, Amazon is launching a podcast um, that's going to, options that's integrated with Amazon Music. You'll find us there. We have been approved. Hey, woohoo! Look at that. So we are on Podbean, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. You can find us on any of those things that rip our stuff off and put it on their platform anyway. Um, <laughs> one of those podcast changes, whatever. We're everywhere, I'm telling you. 
doing? We're like magic in the air, the black cauldron. I'm telling you. All right. Get black people blend magic together. It is spectacular. Absolutely. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. This mischief, man. <laughs> I love us. <laughs> <laughs>